Hey everybody, welcome to Trust Me, I'm a Lawyer podcast. This is episode six. With me as always is my co-host, Nori Ehrenfeld. Hey, Nori. Hi everybody, welcome. We have a super special guest with us today. Nori, tell everyone who we got. Today we have uh, Richard Montesilco, who's a lawyer who's going to talk to us about business compliance and different business laws that we can focus that will be relevant to the coronavirus pandemic. Absolutely. Richard, welcome to the podcast. Great. Glad to be here, Spencer and Corey. It's excellent. I really appreciate it, Nori. You've uh, introduced me the right way here with the uh, managing partner of MDO Partners, ready to focus on talking about some of the lending and loan programs that are available as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Awesome, Richard. You know, I'm a business owner too. I mean, my law firm is a business and any information that you could give to small business owners like myself uh, is incredibly valuable as we are going through this extraordinary and difficult time. Just, you know, keeping the lights on is a challenge for everybody. So what can you tell us, Rich? Yeah, so I think the important thing to kind of stress is the uh, types of programs that are available out there. Basically in March of this year, the federal government uh, announced the CARES Act, a uh, very important stimulus economic program that's available for small businesses. Uh, they basically deployed uh, $2 trillion of funding available uh, with respect to um, both small, medium, and large businesses. What I want to do, though, is really focus in on the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, also called the PPP program. Uh, this is an incredibly valuable uh, stimulus loan program that's available for small businesses. And kind of walk you through a little bit of uh, what the elements are of that program, uh, what are the requirements, and most importantly, the fact that it's uh, forgivable. It's a loan that is given to these small businesses and they can be forgiven provided they follow the right uh, steps. Awesome. So walk us through the process. All right. So here we go. First of all, let's talk a little bit about eligibility. Which are the businesses that can qualify? Okay. What we're talking about here are small businesses that have less than 500 employees. Um, provided that they uh, have less than 500 employees and that they were in business on or before February 15th of this year, 2020, you're eligible to apply for this program. Um, basically, there's also an extension for hotels, restaurants, franchisors, and other businesses. Even if they have more than 500 employees, and many of them do, uh, they're eligible for this as well. And then we'll talk a little bit later uh, in the program about uh, self-employed, independent contractors, and those folks and that can also apply. So that's important to really understand, hey, do I qualify for this program? And as long as you have less than 500 employees, uh, you can pretty much proceed. Okay. The, other thing, the other thing that I think is important to mention as well uh, is that the way that this loan program uh, is, is structured is that you apply through your community bank. So many people may have received SBA loans, small business loans in the past, uh, but this particular loan is applied through directly with a, uh, a banking institution and I generally encourage my clients, many who've already done that and been successful, to do it through local community banks. And most importantly, because money is running out, by the way, this is on a first come first serve basis, uh, to apply as soon as possible uh, and to apply where you already have an account um, because that's really where they're gonna give priority uh, given the limited funds. So do these the original, banks have on their websites a, a link that you can go to to apply through them? Yes. Yeah, so the way it works is generally what you're doing is you're contacting your local bank. Hopefully you have a bank banker or client or banking relationship with someone that you can reach out to and tell them how can you go about applying. They'll provide you with the online banking platform where you can fill out the application. They'll put it in, screen it. Uh, you get your verification number. Uh, they uh, send it up to the SBA. And then there's some supplemental information that's required in terms of uh, 
uh, information related to your payroll, information related to uh, your revenue, et cetera, that you need to upload as well. And it's a relatively simple uh, online program. At least the portals that I've seen and the ones my clients have done uh, have been pretty, pretty easy. And what's the turnaround time from filling out the application to actually getting the funds? That's a good question. I mean, some of the funds have just started to be received uh, just earlier this week, and that's for applications that were submitted about three or four weeks ago. Um, generally, it's a three-step process. So it's one, the initial application and verification, two, additional supplemental requests, uh, and three, uh, approval and loan documents. I guess it's a four-step process. Once you get the loan uh, documents and you sign those up, submit them, uh, generally within three to five business days, you should be receiving your actual funding. Richard, is this the kind of thing that small business owners like myself can do on our own, or is it best to consult with an experienced corporate lawyer like yourself? So I always say that it's, it's you know, generally favorable to have three people on your team when it comes to this. Clearly, the banker is the most indispensable, you know, party or professional that you need to have on your side and go to. Uh, secondly, I would say the CPA or accountant to help you, you know, put together the documentation that's necessary to support the funding that you're going to be requiring. And I'll talk a little bit later about how you calculate that. And then third, the lawyer to determine the eligibility uh, and what loan program is, uh, is, is best for you. Uh, because there are a few others that are out there and just determining which ones are, are best. Um, and finally, I think going back to the CPA and just your internal accounting, from that um, loan forgiveness perspective, uh, the key there is making sure that you're documenting uh, what you're spending the, the funds on to ensure that it can be forgiven. So how can small business owners get in touch with you to consult with you and see if they've got uh, the right criteria for the right loan? How do people reach you? Sure. So um, rmontez at mdopartners.com, rmontez at mdopartners.com, uh, or our phone number 305-704-8452. 305-704-8452. Um, those are the best two ways. We also have uh, our website available, mdopartners.com, uh, where we have some alerts and some additional Q&A and information available on these programs. And during this crazy pandemic, Richard, are you available to have consultations on Zoom or Skype so that people don't actually need to come to the office? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we're doing everything relatively remote. Um, really haven't been in the office for about a month now. Uh, so we're doing everything remote via, um, you know, Zoom, phone calls, emails, et cetera. So fully available. And, and what do you charge for an initial consultation? Um, our consults are really initially free. We don't charge for those. We charge once we're retained by the client. Our minimum retainer is $2,500. Um, and for these programs, you know, it can go a long way in terms of being able to facilitate the, the consult, the actual uh, securing of the loan and assisting with the application process, as well as ongoing um, assistance with respect to making sure that that loan can be forgiven based on how the funds are used. You know, and I'm curious, Richard, you know, once you get the money for the client like us, if you're able to get us money, how is it um, managed to make sure that the law or the business owner is using the funds appropriately and not just you know going and buying a new TV. Right, so you do have to certify to the SBA and, um, and make sure that you, and to the federal government essentially, that the funds are being used the right way. And you have a reporting requirement once you end up um, securing the funds to earmark all of those funds for uh, the proceed, for the requirement, for the, the items that are, that are eligible, which include payroll, so for example, 75% of whatever you receive has to be given 
uh, or directed to payroll expenses. Uh, so if you get a million dollar loan, 75% uh, of that has to be used uh, for your paycheck and payroll uh, expenses. 25% can be used uh, for your mortgage interest or your rent or your utilities. Now, if you don't use it for that and you use it, you still have to use it within those categories, but if you don't use it all for payroll, then it, it just isn't forgiven, but then you get the 1% interest rate with a loan repayment period of two years. So tracking that is really important from a books and records perspective, making sure you're earmarking that and, and, and being able to certify once uh, the recording is required. Like this is a basic question, but how is it calculated how much funds are given? It's 2.5, that's a great question by the way, Nori, 2.5 times uh, your payroll expense. So you take the overall payroll expense of the month for uh, the particular applicant and company, and you multiply it times two and a half, and uh, that'll determine how much you're eligible for with a cap of $10 million. And is it just a one-time like payment? Yeah, it's a one-time funding and loan. Uh, you're, not, you're not eligible to go back uh, at the moment uh, for more funding, uh, but there are, like I said, other loan programs which you may be eligible for if the company needs additional funding. So, and like, would mm -hmm. there be more systems in place if the pandemic goes on for longer than expected? So like, would there be additional loan programs offered or is the government not having spoken about that at all? So they had another program called the uh, EIDL, E-I-D-L, uh, Economic uh, uh, Disaster Relief Program. That was similar. wasn't didn't have a loan forgiveness, uh, you know, element to it, but had additional funding available. But those funds really have dried up at this point, um, so that's not available. There is also, um, and that was only up to two million dollars. And you could have, you could actually apply for both as long as you didn't use the money for the same thing. Um, there is a couple of other programs now uh, that have also been um, rolled out, which is the Main Street program for mid-sized businesses of 500 to 10,000 employees. Uh, again, no loan forgiveness available there, but very uh, generous uh, lending terms. Um, and then the other thing that, 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 that businesses are looking for are just grants. There's a number of companies like Facebook and others that are providing grants to small businesses, both on the corporate side, as well as um, you know, some, uh, some loan programs through the state. So Florida has also what's called the Florida Bridge Loan Program. Uh, that, that, that some companies can be eligible for. So that, that again is where I think uh, the lawyers like myself can provide a lot of value in determining what are the, all, all the different funding sources that are out there uh, that, that companies can apply for and trying to maximize that uh, in the best way possible. You know, I really think Richard, what you're doing is tremendous offering these free consultations. This is the difference between life and death for some of these companies out there and the employees and their families that depend on it I'm a lawyer. I, I didn't know about the uh, programs that you're even talking about. And I want to make sure that we are consulting with you and crossing every I and, and every, or crossing every T and dotting every I to make sure that we're getting as much assistance as possible because I'm still paying my staff and still paying rent and uh, still trying to operate in this extremely challenging time. So this is really important information. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's critical. I mean, and like I said, because the money is first come first serve and it's running out, they already depleted $300 billion. That's a billion with a B uh, of the first tranche. And now another uh, $310 billion has been allocated as of, I think, today, effectively, uh, once the president signs uh, the, the legislation. Um, you know, you've got to get in line. You've got to go ahead and get those applications and you've got to reach out to your, your community bank and try and take advantage of that money. And uh, whether you're a professional service firm 
whether you're you know, a mom and pop business, a local business, this is really what it's intended to do is, is provide that economic stimulus and ultimately keep jobs. Uh, so rather than lay off some of these employees, giving them the opportunity to, to, uh, you know, to receive some of this fund. The, the one other thing I wanna mention is um, when you calculate that payroll expense eligibility amount, it doesn't include independent contractors or self-employed folks, et cetera, you know, your 1099s. So to the extent that your business has those, they should be applying directly themselves. Uh, so uh, those individuals are eligible for the funding, but they have to you know, file that application uh, for their own uh, businesses or, or self-employed status, not through the small business. So we wanna make sure that, that those folks are also getting the funds that they deserve and that the government is intending to give them and, uh, and, and let them know and make them aware of that, that availability. Well, extremely valuable information. Before we wrap up, Richard, was there anything else you wanted to share with our viewers? No, I think that's about it. I think it's important to just uh, keep uh, you know, your eyes open on different uh, stimulus packages that are coming out, making sure that you're looking not just at the federal, but also state and local governments in terms of the, the programs that they're putting out there as well. Reach out to your lawyers, bankers, and CPAs about how this thing is continuing to evolve and change uh, to make sure you're getting the latest and greatest news and getting the best of your abilities to, just to stay safe out there and keep your businesses uh, up and running. Well, thank you so much, Richard Montes de Oca, for coming on our program today. Uh, thank you for offering everybody a free consultation, including myself. Um, keep you up the great work, stay safe, my friend. And uh, what, Nori, we've got some other, uh, trust me, I'm aware podcasts coming up next week. Who uh, else is- Absolutely. Who else you got lined up? So coming up, uh, I think we, we were supposed to do a manic star update, but unfortunately that didn't materialize, so- that, That's how to get divorced yeah. during the pandemic. You don't need to know about that, Richard. No, no, I'm about to get married. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. And, uh, and what else you got coming up? Uh, John Hoover, he's gonna talk, he's a law student at UM. He's gonna talk with us about, um, Lawyers to the Rescue, which is an organization that my father started, uh, and, and specifically the homeless community during the pandemic, and, right. uh, different legislation around that. And uh, then we have is Sarah Ingalls. Yep, Sarah Ingalls Clasby is gonna be talking to us about how to mediate a case during yes. the pandemic. So some very interesting guests coming up. Uh, if people are interested in being on uh, Trust Me I'm a Lawyer podcast, how do they find you, Nori? Um, you can email us at Trust Me I'm a Lawyer podcast at gmail.com or on youtube instagram facebook hopefully soon I itunes um and a number of other platforms which i'll put in the description and just contact us there and then you can work with us to get on the podcast fantastic noria a special big thanks again to richard montes de oca the founding partner of mdo partners uh, a tremendous lawyer doing a tremendous service to the community. Goodbye. Thanks again, Richard. Thank you, Nori. And we'll see you on our next podcast. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Be safe. Bye-bye, buddy.